Hey everybody, welcome to the BeautyCast Network's Mastering Beauty, a podcast for beauty barbering and wellness professionals looking for successful, sustainable, and satisfying careers. Tune in every Sunday to hear conversations with brilliant professionals from across the industry, offering their best advice on a variety of topics. I'm Gordon Miller, CEO of BeautyCast Network and your podcast host. And today, I've got another brilliant guest. And <laughs> this one, we just met for the first time in Las Vegas, which makes this even more special. She has a brilliant reputation. And she is the executive director of Beauty School Marketing Group. She's been in the professional beauty space now for over 12 years. She is an award-winning marketer, 2017 Best Beauty School Marketer, and more recently, Marquis Who's Who's Top Marketer in the entire country. Let me welcome to the podcast my new friend, Jen Lyles. Thank you so much for having me. It was really fun meeting you in person. So I'm excited to be a guest today. And we did more than meet. We did like three hours of breakfast in Las Vegas, which is Las Vegas is busy and crazy and lots of distractions. So to sit with anybody for three hours is, is, is an honor and a pleasure. I loved every minute of it. I did too. I feel like you get me. And I think it's sometimes hard for people to get me. I just felt like you got me. And, and I, I love that we're new friends. I And I find that hard to believe. You know, you. I wish we could do a podcast on your backstory because we'll save that for our next podcast. But folks, you got to tune in when we do it again, because it is a crazy good story. And, and you have so many fascinating interests. I'm just, you are a fascinating person. There's a lot there. Thanks. There is a lot there, Jen. So we start every podcast by sharing with our audience kind of the best advice anybody's ever given you that has positively influenced your career. All right. Uh, the best piece of advice I ever got, I was 25 years old and someone told me, don't ever make yourself small to make someone else feel big. And that has that has translated all throughout my career, Gordon, especially as a woman in business. Sometimes men are intimidated by that. Sometimes smart people are intimidated by confident people like myself. And I'm never going to shrink myself. I'm always going to earn my seat at the table. And so I feel like I always have that voice telling me, don't make yourself small to make this person feel big. That is such good advice. And, and, you know, I immediately thought of women when you said that, but I also will add, I think today more than ever in the world we're living in, you know, persons of color, uh, people from my community, the gay community and, and all the rest of our acronym. But, you know, I, I, and I think it's great advice for anybody, but I think, you know, there are groups of people who have been made to feel less than, and it's just great advice. Thank you. Yeah, I, I think you have a great point there. I would say anyone that's in a minority, not in the majority, if you're new to a job, if you're new to a city, yep. sometimes it's really easy to shrink yourself. And we do that to ourselves. So again, such powerful advice to kind of take charge of that, right? And and, and uh, be proactive about yourself and your place in the world. Good stuff. All right. So you are an award-winning marketer. And when I think of marketers today, you know, the word brand and branding just kind of, it can't help but enter my consciousness because it's such a big conversation in the marketing space and more today than ever. And I, I love, especially for the beauty industry, that we think of just not corporate brands anymore, but personal branding. And, you know, I've ch chatted a little bit about that and I know you have a lot of passion about it. So you want to talk about that? I mean, absolutely. Personal brand is the new corporate brand. Yes. I mean, when you think of Facebook, you think of Mark Zuckerberg and 
you know, when you think of Twitter, you think of now Elon Musk. I mean, it's always the figures. It's the people that are at the center of brands. And I strongly believe that is the future, at least the next 10 years of any sort of corporate marketing, having someone who who's a face of it. I was telling my husband the other day, we were watching TV and there was a flow commercial from like Progressive. I was like, oh my gosh, Flo has been on these commercials for like right? 10 years, 15 years. It feels like forever. But that is that is sort of that power of a personal brand that people recognize with the corporate brand. So, you know, Gordon, this is something I have done extremely well in my career. One of the first things I did when I was in college, um, I bought jenliles.com. I went to go down and I bought myname.com because I didn't know where I would go to work. I didn't know what I would do, but I knew that that was always going to be my name and that my name was going to be my brand. And so early on, jenliles.com was a resume. It literally housed my resume and a few articles I had written. And then over the years has become my consulting website. And so I am extremely passionate, not only about companies tapping into personal brand, but individuals really owning their personal brand in that way. Well, so first off, you were way ahead of the curve in buying that website, way ahead of, kind of kind of speaks to why you're an award-winning marketer. Um, but, you know, the, the claiming your name, I, I was just came from a big Moroccan oil event in, in Las Vegas, and there was a class on social media conducted by um, by um, Haley Gable from BehindTheChair.com. And, and she was talking about, you know, using your name more so than, um, you know, kind of the funny handles that people use on Instagram sometimes and, and that don't really clearly identify who they are and what they're doing. And she's like, you know, you are your brand to your point. And so whether it's Instagram or any of the social channels or your website, and I'm seeing so many great hairdressers today just making their website, theirname.com, right to your point. And it, it really, whether they know it or not, they are just reinforcing this big idea of personal branding. Yeah, you know, a lot of things are fads. And so sometimes I see people making their handles or, you know, the slogans with their name, something that's really in and relevant today. That's not going to be in in 10 years. And you have missed, you know, using your name, using that as an opportunity. And names, I think, in some ways become Switzerland because as we evolve, what our name kind of comes with us versus the opposite of, you know, Gordon does balayage, but then balayage is not a thing for me in two years. And I'm Gordon does balayage and I have 20,000 followers and like, what do I do? You know, and we see so many people who are exactly in that position today based on a lot of hair trends where they've just kind of made that their name. Big mistake. Yeah, you bring up a really good point. One of my favorite um, hairdressers or stylists that I follow on Instagram, his is Jack the Colorist. And, and I like that because even though he specializes in transitioning women into their natural gray hair, he does today do balayage and different types of, of hair. And so I like that he was smart. He still chose a niche, which I believe is my second point to branding is you have to niche down. That is the best way to brand yourself. I don't call myself a marketer. I call myself a beauty school marketer. And I'm very specific about that, Gordon, because I think, you know, before, especially when I when I went into the consulting field, I had had a lot of success with beauty schools. I worked for the American Association of Cosmetology Schools. I then worked for a beauty school chain. And I, there was this part of me that was like, oh, I don't want to be in this box. I don't want to be known as just a beauty school marketer. 
The problem is when I just said I was a marketer to everyone, no one knew what I was great at. And you can't be good at everything, but you can be great at a couple things. And it wasn't until I niched down to career schools and then even more specifically beauty schools that I really started to gain traction in my career. And I love, you know, that you brought up niches because I think, you know, in, in, in kind of this new world we're living in these days that niches have become so powerful, so important, you know, to kind of, as you say, to, to be able to stand out. And I can't think of any other beauty school marketers. So you definitely, you just pop, even though I know there are some, you know, but the, niching down into that is, is, is so powerful and effective and um, love that. And, and in this industry, we're so many niches by how you do hair, by the type of services you provide, the techniques, perhaps the type of the type of clients that you serve, um, the geography you work in. I mean, the list is long. Yeah, you know, I think if you're a hairdresser, if you are a licensed professional, I want you to think about all the areas you can serve. And of course, you can you can serve several different demographics. But being really good at one thing allows you to charge more money for that one specific niche and brand yourself in that way. For example, I had a hairdresser here in Nashville. He's he's award winning. He actually was a he was actually an educator back at a school I worked at in California, moved to Nashville. And I had asked him, I was like, what, what's your favorite part of being a hairdresser? Like of all the different services you do. And he said cutting and he became the best cutter. And that was his thing. Like, you know, and then when people wanted an amazing haircut, people would specifically ask for him. He would charge double and then, you know, all the other people around him. But he was like, that is my thing. I want to be known for my haircuts. And I think today people are getting bad advice, Gordon. They're sort of like, go out and get licensed in all these different things. And you, you know, let's have all this stuff in your tool belt and you can do eyelashes and then you can do nails and then you can do facials and then you can do color and then you can do, it's mm -hmm. like, okay, it's good to learn all this stuff, especially if you want to run a business so that you know a little bit, yep. but be really, really good at one or two things and stick with that. When you generalize like that, you say, you know, a little bit about everything but not a lot about anything. And, and sometimes we don't even realize that. And also I, I use the kind of analogy in Chicago, we kind of are known for our, our kind of Greek owned diners. And you go into a Greek owned diner, they don't have Greek food, they, but they tend to be owned within the Greek community and they're all over the city. And the menu is like 30 pages and they have everything. You, you go to this little diner and get everything from a great breakfast to sushi. And Italian food. And the sushi's not very good. Well, I've never had it. I've always seen it. And the Italian food. I mean, breakfast is great, but everything else I question because it's just so much. I mean, they, they know a little bit about everything and, and that makes them right for a certain audience. But you can get breakfast for $5, for God's sake. So nobody's getting rich. And to our audience, I want to say, we want you to be successful. And that means financially, you know, to, to be the best you can possibly be. Specialization helps with that. It does. There is a, so I live in Nashville and there's a brokerage firm here. If, if you're ever looking to buy a house, um, you know, they're real estate agents. And what I love about this one company that I've noticed is that they have each person on their staff specialize in an area. So there's one person that spe specializes in 55 plus. And then there's one person that specializes in relocation. And then there's one person that specializes in first-time homebuyers. Then there's one person that specializes in families. And I'm thinking that 
is genius. More companies need to think about that when it comes to marketing, because then they can create just instead of saying, hey, you know, looking to buy a house, we got a team. No, now they can run ads specific to their 55 plus with their 55 plus lady. So, you know, if you're thinking about branding yourself, you really can be a better marketer if you've niched down. And I would assume they probably attract the clientele that is willing to spend a little more, you know, perhaps it doesn't change their rates, but perhaps changes the value of the properties that they're selling. You bring up another good point. And this is something we need to think about when it comes to branding. And that is not only what do you enjoy doing, but who do you want to attract? Yes. You know, I love that you love to do updos. Do you want to be the prom girl? I mean, look who's paying you. They're a bunch of 16-year-old kids. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Unless you're in the Hamptons, perhaps. Unless you're in a really affluent high school area. (laughs) Look who's paying for, you know, look who's paying those bills. I think I would prefer to be like, I'm going to be the person that does blowouts for the seniors that are married to very, you know, wealthy men. Like that seems to be a great demographic that I would want to serve. And I say that to say, like, I love that people are passionate about different things, but who, who are you wanting to attract? Um, you need to sometimes niche yourself specifically for them. And, you know, going back to kind of hardcore marketing, and we talk a lot about social on the importance of, you know, putting things out there that are aligned with your goals. If, if you want to do, um, high school proms, hopefully not, <laughs> but you'd be posting a lot of high school prom pictures. So the prom folks would be chasing, or if you want to do wealthy women, you know, I want to see wealthy women in your chair, because if I'm one of those wealthy women, you know, I'm going to be like, Ooh, there's people like me there. So I, I'm going to be drawn to that. Um, it, it's so important that we, again, as a brand, just put out the imagery that supports what our goals are. That is marketing 101. And that is why I've, I've really had a career. So in addition to not only being a consultant and running beauty schools marketing group, I'm a former game show contestant. I've been on a couple game shows. My husband and I have been on a combined four shows and we were offered a couple other shows that we ended up turning down. That said, one of the top questions people ask me is, how do you guys get on so many game shows? And I always tell people, I know how to brand myself. Like when you're trying to get on the prices right, and I was on the prices right, and I was called on down, Gordon. Um, <laughs> I know. We talked about this breakfast, so I know. And I'm so grateful you brought it up because I <laughs> Well, I, you know, my audition when I'm in line is very different if I had sent in an audition tape for Jeopardy, right? Those people are a lot more calm, sometimes nerdy. By the way, I could never be on Jeopardy. I respect those people. It's not my niche, but I know I can act stupid and be crazy and wear a dumb t-shirt and get on the prices right. And so it really is about changing up what you're putting out there to attract the right people, coming up with content that is very specific for an audience. I want to build on that a little bit because I I think, you know, most people, even those who want to be on game shows, I don't think most would be planning the way you're planning to get on the game show. It's very strategic. Yeah, it is. It is strategic. And I think that it's a great lesson for how we think about our careers and our businesses, especially today when so many are businesses of one. Absolutely. There's a lot of strategy involved. And I think, you know, even just looking back in my career in this beauty school space, it seems calculated and strategic. I think I, I think I fell into to some luck. Um, 
And on top of that, I've just met the right people along the way. So when it comes to personal branding, you need to surround yourself with people who are really going to lift you higher. That to me is one of my biggest pieces of advice for anyone in the professional field. I love that you have your little group of friends, but you know, in, in my world, some of my friends are moms and they don't work outside the home. Some of my friends have jobs where I, I really don't even know what they do for a living. You know, it, it's it's definitely not in my industry. And if I only hung out with them, it wouldn't push me to be better with where I am now. So I am extremely guilty of becoming very good friends with all of my clients. I do. I have a a ton of school owners that I text on a regular basis that I consider friends. And that's helped me in my career. It's helped me a lot. Well, I've done what I've done for decades. And I I honestly can say I don't have anybody left in my life who's not a hairdresser. (laughs) I mean... And it's not like planned, but but it it has served me very very well for all kinds of reasons. And by the way, my my partner is a hairdresser, so it's like every part of my life. But it's um it again it served me well. And there's this I don't remember the quote exactly, but you know we we kind of you know are you know the, the five people who are closest to us, you know that we hang with that we become those people. And so again, making those choices, thoughtful choices that connect to our bigger goals in life and in work. Um, around the people that we hang with is, is more than important. It's just super powerful. I agree. One of my favorite jobs I ever had was when I was a marketing director for a beauty school and the owner of that school, you know, her, her name's Linnell Lynch. She is a strong, powerful woman who's extremely competent and extremely confident. And I wanted to be like that. Um, I like who I am and I never wanted to change who I was. I truly do, you know, think of myself as as a powerhouse when it comes to being a woman in business. But Linnell and I are very, very different. But the things I learned from her were invaluable. And a lot of it was, you know, just how she talked to men at a table, how she introduced herself to a room, how she would walk in alone in a room with her head up and would look for people and walk straight over to them. As opposed to today, a lot of people walking in a room like, looking on a phone, or I need to walk in with someone to a party. So I'm not by myself. There are little things like that. I learned from her that I do today that I do think makes me stand out in a crowd. And again, because you have that relationship. So amazing. And and for those who don't know, Linnell Lynch is a very well-known figure in the professional beauty industry. She's the owner of Bellis Academy, which is where, where you worked, and multi-location, a very prominent school in the industry, one of the most prominent, and founder of Beauty Changes Lives, which is you know one of the, the great nonprofits in the industry. So Google it if you don't know it, uh, I would say to our listeners. Yeah, no, it was great. One of my favorite jobs, and she's wonderful. Any kind of final big ideas on on branding before I go to my next question? Sure. A lot of people think brand is a logo and a business card. I think that's a misconception. Big time. Who has has business cards anymore? (laughs) Well, I mean, mean, I'm literally staring at mine right now. But I Okay, good for you. Good for you. But I'm going to, again, go back to my hairdresser connections. Not too many hairdressers do anymore. And you know what? I'm actually glad you reacted the way you did. I'm actually a big believer in kind of personal word of mouth. I, I'm an evangelist for social media, 
But, you know, I still think, and I'm hearing this after pandemic, so many hairdressers are killing it because they've doubled down on old school word of mouth. Yeah, I, there there is a lot to be said with your brand and just sort of treating people well, getting more referrals. Those are free. I always say, even in the beauty school biz, I love a referral. They convert well. They are free. Um, but, you know, I've had friends that have tried to start businesses or when they come up with a business idea, the first place they go is Canva and they, they try to create a logo. And I'm like, oh my goodness, you're missing it. If, if the logo is the first place you're going, you don't get it. What you need to do is come up with a vision. You know, before you can even make the logo, you really need to decide, like we talked about earlier, who is my demographic? What do I want to serve? I always believe in a really high price. It, make, it makes you look extremely valuable. You do not believe in, in cheapening yourself and cheapening your brand. If you're worth it, you're worth it. Um, so, you know, I'm expensive if you hire me as a consultant and that's not anything, you know, that I'm going to negotiate with you. Um, and I believe the same thing for people who are licensed professionals. Uh, so I think you need to have a really good vision around that. I think you need to decide how you want to present yourself to the world. The logo will come later. Again, mm -hmm. focus on your name. Don't be so focused on like, what am I going to name my salon? And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I really think there's a lot of power in you. Figure that out first and the rest will, will sort of follow. Well, I'm going to come to you because of you and probably what I've heard about you, what I've seen of you, but I'm not coming to you for your logo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. And especially, you know, in this industry, you're going to be attracting people who are already in your network and who are already in your circle. Sometimes a logo is only impressive to someone who lives five states away and has never met you. And so the best thing to do is really just start with that organic word of mouth way and, you know, be kind to everyone. You know, one of the things I get asked a lot is, how do I get good reviews on Google? And, and how do I get a good reputation? And I always say the same thing, have a good product and be a nice person. Like that's really all you have to do. In today's day and age, everyone brags about every little thing they find, right? Like, look at my hair, look at my earrings, look at this top I'm wearing that's a Sims knockoff. Like everyone is constantly sharing good in their life. If they like you, they will naturally share about you. So don't be so concerned with trying to, you know, scheme a way to get a Google review. Just be a good person. Be kind. Give a great service. They will come. I so, so love that. With so many of our, our, our listeners being new to the career, going to work possibly in a traditional salon before they take whatever the next step might be in their life. So they're new, they're younger, somebody else is setting the prices. But you brought up such a great point in the beginning, Mark Zuckerberg, you know, he is, you know, <laughs> there is a Mark Zuckerberg brand, otherwise known as Facebook, you know, but we can't help but attach those two. So when you work for a quote unquote brand, the power again of personal branding in our industry in particular is still there. It's, it's very much present. So what advice would you give to somebody, again, who might be hesitant thinking of themselves as a brand when those of us on the outside looking in would go, oh no, you're a brand. Sure. So if you are working for a salon or spa, when you leave there eventually, whether to start your own or go somewhere else, oftentimes your clientele is going to follow you. So that right there answers the question, is my salon the brand or am I the brand? You are the brand. So if your salon is asking you to take before and afters and share content so they can put it on their page, 
great, but you need to be also owning that content and putting it on your own page under your own handle. There's a lot of things I do with my company, you know, today, Beauty Schools Marketing Group. It's funny, I will run into like people at shows who are like, oh, we work with Jen Lyles or we work with you. And I'm like, well, I mean, you work with my company and, you know, I, I, I just happen to work there. I appreciate that. But that really comes because of my brand, of the power of the name. And, and what I've been able to build in this industry. And I really think it should be the same for you. And, you know, brands within brands are a thing. You know, you know I, I love to shop at Target. Um, how many brands are there inside of Target? You know, and, and I don't lose that connection, you know, it's, but I happen to be a huge fan of Target as a brand. And then I have my other brands within it. You can almost flip it from what you were just saying, because again, it, it's me, the brand, the hair cutter. And I happen to work at XYZ Salon. You know, and you can connect the dots, you know, so, but still, I, to your point, you know, I need to be strong in, in my brand presence always. If for no other reason, life is, is, I don't want to say complicated, but the average American, you know, has four or five different jobs, hopefully in the same industry for consistency, not always, but in, in their work lifetime. So, you know, we don't necessarily do the same thing forever. And so one of the things you should do, especially if you're a newer stylist, if you are newly licensed and you are working for a salon, is that when you ask someone for a review and you can just tell them like, hey, I'm newer here. I'm trying to get some more reviews online. I'm trying to build up my clientele. It would mean the world to me if you would go on Google and leave me a review and mention my name specifically when you fill it out. Say that to them. Say that exactly how I said it. Say it kindly. Ask them to use your name um, because then you can screenshot that. You can save that in a portfolio. You can put those on your website that you were mentioned. That is how you personalize your brand while working for a company. And don't be fearful, you know, of asking because when you are a nice person, when you do great work, you know, I, I think... I think I appreciate sometimes when a service provider or, or, or somebody I'm shopping with, you know, where there's been a great experience, and I think we both recognize it, where they ask me to do something, ask me to leave a review. I, I was just in, a, in an Uber in, in Las Vegas and had a really great conversation with the Uber driver and was pulling up to the hotel. He said, we were talking about the local economy, and he said, you know, it's, it's kind of not so great here right now, and it's tough being a driver. And as I was getting out, he says, um, thank you so much, you know, blah, 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 blah. And he said, I would so appreciate it if you were generous in whatever you might leave me, no pressure. And he said it really nicely. And I gave him a huge tip, you know, just because he asked. Now I would have been generous in tipping because I'm just kind of that person, but I went over the top because he asked. And there's, I asked. Think there's a little bit of a lesson in that. There is. Never be afraid to ask for a review, for a testimonial. Uh, there's not one job I've had in my life being a server at Cracker Barrel, where I do not have a letter of recommendation from my from my boss. Every single time I have left somewhere, every time I go and do a workshop somewhere, I give them a, a link to a Google survey where I want them to leave feedback about the presentation. I have dozens and dozens and dozens of testimonials, client feedback. That is a huge part of branding because now you don't have to sell yourself. Other people will do it for you. And it looks weird to say like, oh, I have this many clients and I'm amazing. And look how great I did. It's so much better to just show a little testimonial quote about I had the best haircut I've ever received. I've never felt so confident. I just gave birth, came in, got my hair done. She made me feel beautiful. Like that to me 
is way better marketing than anything you could say yourself. Yes. Yes. Because again, I think as a society, as a culture, a lot of us are kind of over traditional marketing. It's like in our face all the time. It is. The, the exceptions are flow. People, you know, those kind of ads, which are very unique. I, I, if someone said, you know, who's flow, I'd be like, do you mean the progressive lady? Because I, what else would I say? I'm like, I don't, <laughs> sorry. You know? and, and, and so, but that's, they've kind of broken the mold of traditional marketing. So I, I do think there's such an opportunity. You, you mentioned a survey, I mean, and we don't have time to really jump into this, but I think even as a business of one or a small business, surveying is powerful if it's done well. I, I enjoy a, a, a simple, um, easy to complete, you know, not too in my face survey um, that gets, allows me to say something nice about people that I appreciate. Yeah, I, I personally use Google Forms. It's completely free and you can create your own forms with fields where people can upload photos or just straight up asking you feedback. So, you know, it, to leave a Google review, you have to have a Google account. To leave a review, you have to have a Yelp account. Maybe if someone is not as comfortable doing something like that, you can just have a link up on your phone and say, hey, if I send you this, would you mind filling this out? This is for my own personal portfolio so I can put it on my website and maybe just do it that way. There's nothing wrong with that. And again, don't be afraid to ask for just feedback, which to me is 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 a form of marketing because you know, you're know you being open with your clients saying, hey, I really value your opinion. Tell me what you think, not only of what I did, but perhaps what I might be doing. And I think also great surveys by great marketers often lead to somebody wanting to buy something else from you. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, it is. that's another You're podcast. Right. That's another podcast. <laughs> I, would, is. I would love to do that with you. I Jen. probably need to listen to that one because I actually am not great at that. And I, I am the queen of just giving away free information and then being like, oh, crap, I forgot to say I work for this company and I'd love you to work with me, too. Like, I just love to, to teach and share. Um, and I'm not a big solicitor, but I think you're right about that. That's that's great. Well, and, and again, there's there's ways to do things and not, but whatever you choose to do, it must align with your personal brand, right? I mean, that there is that, you know, and you and I share that, you know, idea of, of, of I think, the power of just sharing information, loving the idea of sharing. That goes back to that be nice idea. I think I agree. People want to do business with people they trust. Yes. And you build trust by giving away relevant information. Exactly. I have done that my entire career. I will always jump on the phone with someone for 15 minutes to pick my brain, to have a chat about something. Um, so 100%, that is how you do business today. You have to be willing to give a little to get a lot. Perfect. I just love that so much. So, all right. So last question, because we're over time, but loving every bit of this. And so now another best advice question. So from you personally, professionally, best advice to our audience, those who are looking again to have long, successful, sustainable, and I think really importantly, satisfying careers. Yeah. So this isn't just going to be for licensed professionals. This is going to be for everyone, including myself never burn a bridge. And sometimes we can be disgruntled in a job. We can have a boss we don't love. I have been there in the past. Don't burn a bridge. This industry is small. You know, Gordon, I've never met you, but when you and I sat at a table, we knew about 300 of the exact same people. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's so true. It's such a small industry. It is. And had I burned a bunch of bridges along the way, I'm pretty certain that would have gotten back to you. And so do not burn a bridge. Don't do it. 
Um, you, you know, there, the bait might be there. Don't take it, leave every job kindly and with grace and just move on because it is a very, very small industry. That is, that is really great advice. And it's a, it's a perfect place for us to end today. I'm kind of like our breakfast. I don't want it to end. Like, <laughs> We, we did hours. I know this was fun, but I would love to do it again sometime. Yes, we, we have about to, other stuff. We have to do it again. I've got an award winning marketer with us, you know, so I have to I have to bring you back. Um, and I have to say a huge thanks for you being here with us today and, and, and to our audience. Um, thank you guys for being here. But so let me finally say a really, really big thanks to Jen Lyles, executive director of the Beauty School Marketing Group award-winning marketer. Um, Jen, tell folks where to follow you, where to find you online, um, anything and everywhere you want to send folks. So I am Jen with two N's, like Jennifer without the ifer. So just go to jenlyles.com. That's that's my website, J-E-N-N-L-Y-L-E-S.com. Um, you can follow me on all the social platforms, same thing, Jen Lyles. Yeah, that's how you can find me. Thanks for having me. All right, well, Jen without, Jen, Jennifer without the ifer. <laughs> I've never heard it. I've never heard that. I love, I love that. <laughs> Jennifer, You'll never forget it. You'll never. never forget I will that. never forget Jennifer without the ifer. All right. So Jen Miles, thank you again. Um, and, and to the audience, I, I want to say, if you, if you love what you heard today, I encourage you to leave a rating and a review, hit the subscribe button. Best yet, share the podcast with a colleague, you know, pay it forward and ultimately help others to find us. Um, this has been the Mastering Beauty Podcast from Beautycast Network. Um, be sure to follow us at, at, over on social media, Beautycast Network on Instagram, Beautycast over on Facebook. Be sure to tune in every Sunday for new episodes. And finally, I'm Gordon Miller, and um, I cannot wait to share more with you again next time.